Welcome to Brine Time, everybody. I'm Jeremiah Coughlin, and it is time for the Brine Let's Talk Comedians and Competitions. Just kidding. Comedy competitions across America. That's what this podcast is about. Just not for real. It's about Portland Pickles baseball. I'm excited to introduce this week's guest co-host, Bruce Gray, local comedian, sports nut, big pickle fan. Just oh, yeah. kidding! You've never been. Never can't heard get enough. Can't get enough of those guys. No, I'm really sad. The games are over. Well, you can go to a Wild Wild West League game, which is uh, it's kind of like the feeder. You know, it's like the um, the minor leagues of the pickles of, of summer woodbat. Yeah. Oh, it's basically it's like a JUCO uh, summer league. Yeah, it's a lot of kids that are even younger. So kids that are maybe not even in college, like oh, one gotcha. year out of high school whatever you want to call that in between their senior and freshman years, like area code type games. I don't know what that means. Oh, there's like, like baller, like if for like basketball would be like AAU, like baller kids. Oh, I love, yeah. uh, I watch a lot of pro I follow a lot of prospect, uh, accounts on Instagram. So I just watch a lot of videos of 16 year old ballers hitting 400 foot home runs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's sick. That is sick. My, um, I'm related to a guy who's like a big AAU basketball guy in Seattle. Sweet. He's like local legend kind of guy. Anyways, Bruce Gray. Now you said you, you worked in minor league baseball. Is I that- did work in minor league baseball. I will tell me, tell me your in, baseball sportsy background. I worked in high a minor league baseball for the reds in Bakersfield, the Bakersfield blaze at the time. Uh, I was a bat boy. And then I worked my way up basically to bat boys uh, to, you know, kind of head bat boy, uh, assistant clubhouse manager. You know, I really ran, ran stuff around there. No, it was really fun. So I know a lot of guys that were playing around then. Like, uh, I was there whenever Billy Hamilton was coming up. And so, mm-hmm. uh, this is the year that he set the major league or the professional baseball record for most stolen bases in a season with like hundred and I think 160. It was wild. Never seen. It's the most game-changing baseball player I've ever seen, especially in minor leagues, where it's like he's just stealing at will. He's scoring from second base on like ground outs. He's tagging up from third on balls that are caught on the edge of the infield. It's just wild. That is wild. This is fun. I love minor league baseball. Been I've gone to a few hops games. I was going to go on Saturday, and I, I slept too long. Mm. Been out there catching foul balls, giving them to the kids. You know how it is, dude. Love it. What is it with kids and foul balls? Do you have that same thing at pickles games? Foul ball. Kids love a foul ball. Oh yeah, they, they, they will ask. And the, if the kid, the smart kids, they'll ask for the broken bat. That's where you get. That's where you really, if you're smart. Yeah. So we have a thing. You can turn the balls in for uh, licorice. You can get a red rope licorice. Oh, that saves the team a little bit of money. I like that. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Some of those kids keep them, and then some of them are all about getting the red ropes. Um, 
That's just I, it's a, a bartering system. I got a broken bat last week from a kid. Uh, I don't know if I talked about this last week, but Sean Alvarado, who plays in the Wild Wild West League for the Gherkins, broke his bat over his leg. Oh, good. I love That's one of my strikeout. favorite things to see. I've never seen that in person before. It's, and it, it's a, is he a big guy? No. Oh, wow. Yeah, it it really takes a lot to see that. I saw Puig do that uh, a few times in the minors, and then also I've seen him do it pretty up close at Dodger Stadium. And uh, it, it's a it's a really a sight to behold. Yeah. Because it's hard. I don't know if you've ever even attempted even a little bit to do that, but it is not easy. No, not me. Um, And then you have a podcast, a sports podcast. I yes. do have a podcast. It's called Fat Jocks. It's very fun. I do it with my very good friend, Brian Vokey. It's a sports podcast where we have fun. It's like pardon the interruption with foul language and uh, dumber, dumber stories. Okay. I'm surprised I haven't been invited on as a fat jock, but I mean, <laughs> the only guest that we've had uh, is we've had uh, Dallas Seavey, who is the best Iditarod racer of all time. He's won five Iditarods, the uh, dog sled racing. And uh, he Nick did a Witt, rod. He did a rod. He's a he's a wild dude. He's he's t- just the way that he, dude the way that gold, guy, baby, the way that gold, the, the right way that, that guy talks is like where he's talking about like hallucinating during the I did a rod. He wants to he wants to uh, he wants to what's the what's the, what's the word he wants to like dog sled from like uh, Greenland to Europe. Like he's a he's a wild dude. That sounds wild. He's a crazy. And we had uh, Nikki, Mickey Sudo and Nick Wary, who are competitive eaters. Mickey Sudo is number four. Her husband, Nick Wary, is number five. Mickey Sudo, best female competitive eater of all time. She wins She wins the Nathan's thing like every year by like 40 hot dogs. For the women. Yeah, I've seen yeah, her. Yeah. She's wild. Yeah. They're both I saw nice. Kobayashi in person once. Yeah, dude. Those, yeah, ate, we, ate, we, during that like podcast, tried to do a, a short tacos. hot dog eating contest. And it is, I felt awful all day after that. Yeah. I ate like I ate like five in like three minutes. And I was dunking them in water. It's disgusting. Yeah, I mean I could do better than that, but yeah, I don't. <laughs> try to dunk a hot dog in water and eat it without thinking. And oh, I just wouldn't do that. I don't <laughs> I'll, know. That also, have gross. them in your ear screaming to drink the bun. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Does, nothing is good about it. Pickle Nation, check out Fat Jocks, please. Bruce Gray. It's a very fun podcast. Sounds fun. I'm going to check it out. All right. It's time now for the Pickle Report. Pickle Report is uh, not good. They're not going to make it. Uh, They're out. They're out. Yeah. Everybody knows by now, but we're going to talk about it a little bit. The Pickles were eliminated on the last game of the season. Um, I mean, which. So there was a three-way tie for the playoff spot because the way that the West Coast League works. You win the first half, you get a playoff spot. You win the second half, you get a playoff spot. But if the same team wins both, they don't. Then they it. go to the best overall record. Mm. So not just the next best team in the second half, but the best overall record for the entire season. And so it was uh, Ridgefield, Portland, and Bend all ended up tied at twenty six wins and twenty two losses. And then there's this horrific tiebreaker scenario which for the last few days of the season it was coming down if it was if it had been a two-way tie we would have made it uh richfield only made it on a three-way tie and i think bend there was a way that they could get in with a two-way tie also but 
Correct me if I'm wrong. The team that eliminated them was not any part of this scenario. No, yeah. Port Angeles is the, they were the last place team. See, I hate that. Stay out yeah. of it. What are you guys doing? Yeah, they, they ended the season 13 and 35, the Port Angeles lefties. Not a, not a strong season, but they did have a little dust up with us when they were in town. So I'm sure they feel pretty good about ending the uh, bid there. Was the dust up when you were making fun of that guy? No, no. Well, it was a series before that, but oh, I definitely okay. did talk a little bit during What was that the dust up? Uh, one of our guys, um, Monda, ran over their catcher when he really didn't need to. And then, Heck yeah. then he was like second second batter the next game and got pegged. And then, mm. um, I love it. I love then, I love both sides of that. Oh yeah, I'm I'm here for it. You know, I mean, it was so great. I'm it's, bummed I didn't make it to a game. So you're doing uh, on field stuff. So you're are you on the mic just in between innings? No, I mean, I basically have free, free range. range to do. So whenever yeah. he hit them, whenever they hit him, were you like? Oh yeah, I was like, oh, that's suspicious. Okay, that's weird. See, I like, like that. Okay, I thought. See, what? Because I've done some stuff like that for the minor league team I used to work for, but it's like doing like the dizzy bat and doing the yeah. other stuff like that, but not during the middle of the game. I had to be quiet. Yeah, so I do. I do all the on field hosting, but then you also yeah. stoke stoke the flames a little bit. I yeah, I've been I've been Sweet. tasked to create chaos. That's what I do. Oh, you're the Joker. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. They want you to introduce a little chaos out there. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we have Joe, who's the, he's basically the straight man, right? He introduces yeah. the players when they come up to bat. He, you know, does all the advertising reads, all that stuff. But I'm more of like a, hey, come over here to the berm. You know, we've got these guys or, you know, my favorite thing to do is when I see somebody who's like, trying to find their seat or whatever you can tell they've never been to walker stadium and then i just engage them in conversation and like, hey first time here and they're like yeah what's your name blah, blah blah and then just kind of play it off and then as they're walking away i'll be like hey let's give a big welcome to bruce it's his first time at walker stadium they <laughs> like they like oh god and everyone claps you know and there's kind of you know just just fun stuff like that do people you ever uh, get a part of any proposals at walker stadium no, we haven't had any. We haven't had anything like that. There was one at the team that I worked for, and the lady said no. Oh, good for her. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, she was pissed. Good for her. Yeah, we were talking about that. We had uh, Blazer Todd on earlier in the season, who's basically he does what I do for the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, sweet. And um, is he the free yeah. throw guy? I don't know. For the Blazers, there's this guy, apparently there's this guy from the Blazers who goes to every game and attempts to make the other team miss free throws. Oh, no, 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 no. That's just a random guy. Blazer oh. Todd, work, he's he's the uh, operations, like he works for the Blazers. He's not just some guy. In the gotcha. Yeah, for the audience, Bakersfield Condors, which there's the dancing granny, who's just oh. an, an old lady who dances. But they made a whole bobble body out of her and stuff. Or bobble head, but it's her body that bobbles around, you know? Uh, I don't know if I like that. That uh, body sure can bobble there, buddy. <laughs> don't don't make Granny's body bobble. <laughs> I don't think that's... Dancing Granny. I love the Dancing Granny. I hope she's still with us. Anyway, so that's the pickle report. How are you feeling about the pickles not making it? Did it really bum you out? Well, so here's the thing. The next... The team that did go on, they've already been eliminated. The Corvallis Knights are the best. <laughs> they're They're good. They're better than everybody else. They're they were thirty seven and eleven, where everyone else oh, was wow. literally tied at twenty six and twenty two. 
Yeah. They basically lost half as many games as everybody else. So is that just luck? Is it just luck of the draw to who's get, who gets assigned to these teams? No, mm, no, it's Cor- all it's Corvallis. all through relationships. And so uh, Oregon State has a good team. Corvallis is in Oregon State. Their coach, you know, I mean, it's oh, all I see, I see. So it's all Oregon State kids. Yeah, and so gotcha. and there's a lot. There's a you know, there's a lot of politics to it. You know. It's good. I mean, dark world of summer league wood bat baseball. Yeah, it's it's a CD underbelly. Pickles, 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 And this is inside the jar with Gabe Scoro, uh, which you've done this before, Gabe. We've had you inside the jar before. This is the second time we've interviewed you, and. Uh, you're also pickle of the week this week. I don't know if you knew that, but oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. huge. Thank you, though. Appreciate it. So you guys came out for um, yeah the the Gherkins game the other night, and you did not participate in any of the uh, on field things we tried to loop you into. Um, I was a little disappointed in that. No dizzy bat. <laughs> no pickle juice drinking. You've had enough. No, I let I let the guys have their fun. You know, I'll sit back and enjoy watching them do it. But uh, it was a good time. Definitely a whole different experience watching the game compared to playing it. So, Portland Pickle career over. I know. Pretty crazy. It's been a wild ride. Thankful for everything. But, uh, you know, everything good has to come to an end, I guess. Yeah. How many four How many years. years did you play for the Pickle? You played for four years. Four years. Yeah, yeah. four Hell years. yeah. And you're local? That's a record. Yes, sir. Heck yeah. yeah. So, yeah, four years as a Portland Pickle. And University of Portland, you're graduating? I graduated last spring, but I have a okay. fifth year thanks to COVID. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take some graduate classes and I think work on my master's this year. Are you nice. eligible still or no? Yeah, one more year. I got one more year of eligibility, college eligibility. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was talking to the pitching coach, Brian, and they were talk- he was talking about uh, they're calling it COVID red shirts. Or like, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's like, so you can be. You could be basically on your third year of school and only have like burned one year of eligibility, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's great, like, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It worked out for a lot of guys. Like, it's, yeah. That's wild that people can end up playing for that much longer as long as they can find schools to play at. Mm-hmm. And you actually, you playing at University of Portland, you play there the whole time, right? Yep. All five years. I feel like I never really realized how much, especially it seems like baseball players move schools a lot. They do. Yeah. Every guy Why? has their own like recruiting story. A lot to do with coaches. A lot of it's just about playing for the right coaches who you like and also like you and give you the best opportunities to mm-hmm. reach your goals. So a lot of that, a lot of it's because of that and, uh, or just, not liking the school for whatever reason or academics or financial reasons or different things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I have a friend of mine who was playing at Virginia and he didn't like it. And so he played a year of community college and then went to UCSB and like went to the college world series and stuff and like was and got drafted and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Whereas Virginia, he was like, this is not fun. Hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of recruiting stories. Guys jump around to like, I know a guy who's been to like five or six different schools. Which is crazy, but yeah, and I, I guess I didn't. 
I didn't realize it or think about it until actually when we were in Lewiston, we went to the um, NAI World Series. And it was uh, the Concordia School in Nebraska and uh, Lewis Clark, right? And it was just like every single player for both teams. There was It was actually a part of their bio was previous school. And they all had a school that they'd played at before that. And it was just, I guess that was the first time I thought about it where it's like, I guess you just do what you got to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of rare cool- that you've been where you've been for as long as you have. Yeah. It's one of the cool things about summer ball is you get to hear all these different stories of how guys ended up where they're at, different things like that. Pretty cool. Have you had the same coaching staff at UP? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Same head coach and assistant. And pitching coach the whole time I've been there. Mm-hmm. That's rare, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, got some good guys there, and starting to the program starting to uh, perform better than uh, in years past before I got there. So starting to turn around. They got new coaches right before I got there, or a year before I got there. So they uh, they they've been good, and they're doing a good job. So. You've gone through a lot of nicknames, bud. I don't know. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but have you actually, have any of these been good? You know, uh, Mr. Portland Pickle himself, I thought was pretty good. And now, but then the people just started calling you Mr. Pickle, which I think was a little, that was like sort of the short version. And then there was the Angel Gabriel for a while, which was kind of uh, definitely strange and weird. Uh, Has any of this stuck? Is any of this any good? Like, what do people actually call you in your real life? Just Gabe? Yeah, it's just horrible. Gabe for the most part. A lot of the pickle guys call me Mr. Pickle. But right. That was kind I mean, of my fault. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's funny. I, I enjoyed it. So, yeah, there's a lot of nicknames. Ron calls me Scoreboard, kind of a playoff my last name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that was, might be about it. There's probably some It was more, Little but, Rug for a while, but I don't know. Yeah, that, yeah that Little was... Rug. How could you forget that? <laughs> I don't know if you were cool with little rug. So I was like, eh. so <laughs> for people that don't know, Gabe's dad is carpet. Carl. Uh, we can, the cat's out of the bag now that you're carpet. Carl. Yeah. Carpet. Carl's a local celebrity from the Marion's carpet. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So he has commercial. He's like, kind of like, um, oh, heck yeah. What was that other guy's name? Who was, uh, uh, you're not going to know Bruce. And the Gabe's mattress guy too. or the car sales. Oh, this is, mm. I'm thinking, no, there was a guy, Tom something. I'd have to look it up. There was a guy, Tom, who was like, uh, he had like this big Portland like store and he sold appliances, I want to say. And it's kind Dude, of- I love those kind of local celebrities. Growing up where I'm from, there's Carpet Outlet Plus and uh, they, the, their jingle is world famous. It's like Carpet Outlet Plus, every day you sale day. And then it's just like this jamming thing that everybody knows the words to. But dude, Carpet Outlet Plus, they crush it. There you go. I don't mean to step on your dad's business here, but yeah, they don't go, they go don't to Marion the, Carpet. Don't go to Carpet Outlet. They don't hold a candle to Carpet <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny to have like kind of a local local celebrities like that, and then uh, yeah, so that's where Lil Rug came from. But you know, mm-hmm. they're all better than uh, the Angel one. I don't know. That's just that's just my yeah. 
that's just my personal opinion. So <laughs> how did you feel about all the fanfare the last couple of weeks, you know, like the last game and all that? Like, obviously, you're, uh, you've been around a long time and you're a fan favorite, but it's probably a little overwhelming, right? Yeah, I, mean, I definitely thought it was a special moment, though, and something I'd never forget. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I liked it. I mean, I'm forever grateful for everybody that's in, been involved in pickle baseball and making my last four summers as enjoyable and as memorable as they were. So just really appreciate everyone there and, and you for, uh, you know, all the things you've done and all the good jokes you made. So yeah, it's been a blast. We well, yeah, we have a good time. And I mean, I guess you can say if you, you, if you hate it now, like there's this part of like Jake and I were talking about that, how there's this part of, the management, you know, like the ownership that's like, you guys are great, do whatever you want. And then sort of the team and the players that are like, dude, these guys are the worst. Like, <laughs> can you shut up? We're trying to play baseball over here, you know? And so it's like, I think there's some like middle ground, but I don't know. I feel like the guys this year were all pretty game. Um, mm-hmm. Who was it like? Uh, uh, Rico, Rico Enrix was like, he's like, yeah, I don't like it. He's like, you guys. He's like, I see why they do it. Like, you know, like we're trying to, you know, like entertain people, but shut up. Like, I don't like it. I was like, well, maybe, yeah. maybe play better. You know, I watch a lot of, uh, a lot of Savannah banana videos and I could feel mm-hmm. like the other teams, I could see them being like, will you guys please stop? Like, I understand you guys are having a whole lot of fun, but we are not. They're like, yeah. the other teams are basically the Washington generals in this whole scenario. <laughs> and they're like, can you stop bouncing the ball off of our head, please? <laughs> That yeah. one Ben, that one Ben series, he really got their uh, their entire team going, huh? With oh, was that whenever the guy light? got mad at you, Jeremiah? Yeah, that yeah. guy was he was pretty upset. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, some his this kid like accosted me like on the concourse and was like, basically he was like saying that I was picking on him and all this stuff, and I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I I am. You're a hundred percent right. He goes, uh, he's like, you, you like picking on little kids, and I was like, how old are you, dude? And he's like, twenty. Like, you're, not really, you're not really a child, man. Like you, you this is a, you know, like if you're going to play at a high level and a lot of the dudes that, that have played like in, you know, like sec ball and stuff like that are like, dude, it's crazy out there. What people, yeah. You know, like, especially like minor leagues too. Like, dude, they will, they will get you. Mm-hmm. I worked in minor league baseball for like five years and people will go, people will go nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like, so we've that's, had fun. We've had a good time. You gotta be used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing. Like, um, do you guys care about any of that? Like brine time, like pickle of the week? Like, does that do, do dudes listen to it? Do they check it out? I know that a lot of the like parents of kids, especially that are like here from out of town, listen, but do the players check it out at all or no? I don't know if the players uh, watch or listen much, but I mean, it's always a cool honor to get pickle of the week. I mean, that's something like not everyone's going to get. Like, Dude, I would listen to every episode. I'm so vain. I just want to hear people say, talk about me. Right. <laughs> um, well, you, yeah. Implementing the uh, pickle of the week chain this week, this year, uh, that mm. was a Joe Simon's call on that one. He wanted to, mm-hmm. uh, he wanted to get like a, a championship belt. And then uh, I went to Ivan Luna and was like, what do you think? And he's like, get a chain, like get him. And so that's where, that's where the pickle of the week chain came from. And then, yeah. It kind of became the home run chain, and I think that was fun for dudes. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. No, I just I don't know. 
Um, like I said, I hope kids, I hope kids like think it's fun or whatever, you know, like it's kind of weird, like for me, because like, it's my job, but also like, I'm just like the biggest fan, you know, like I don't want, <laughs> I don't ever want kids to think that I'm like not there just because I really like the team and I like baseball and, and I'm like the biggest, you know, like pickle nut in the world. Right. So it's just like kind of a weird thing where it's like, I'm there to have a good time. And also it's my job, but like, it's not fake like i really do hope you guys you know like do well and mm-hmm. win and have you know success and go on you know and have you know good lives like it's crazy that just how young all of those kids are right yeah and so crazy you've gotten to see a lot of dudes like come and go throughout mm-hmm. the time so yeah it's crazy tom peterson was that guy's name by the way mm-hmm. tom peterson and gloria too that they had like this huge like store in portland it's a thing Dude, you can really, you can really get it going if like, which I, I'm just because I'm not from here. I don't know too much about your lovely Farrell carpet carpet Carl. But if you got the right, you got the right stuff going on with either like any kind of local uh, appliances or carpet or whatever, you can crush it. <laughs> like as far as like advertising goes, because then people are like, dude, that's carpet Carl. Carpet Carl does crush it. Do people recognize your dad whenever you guys go out? He's a stud. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, I mean, we have we got a. Uh, we got like half a season of blazer tickets. Like we split with some buddies and a lot of times when we're walking to our seats, you'll just hear, Hey, carpet Carl from like coming <laughs> from both sides. Like what's going on? Stuff like that. And I'm just like, standing please, there. Next please, please. It's Carl. This guy. You don't, you don't want a picture with this guy. <laughs> Dude. It's better than my dad. The only time my dad's ever gotten recognized is whenever people thought he was this drag racer named John Force on a cruise ship and they just kept buying him drinks. And he's like, I'm not John Force. And he's like, you're Force, man. You're Force. Your dad dad looks like John Force. Yeah, dude, my dad looks exactly like John Force and all these dudes on a cruise. These dudes, I really, I'm wrong. You are a hillbilly. (laughs) So all these guys on a cruise ship kept sending my dad drinks and he was like, I swear to God, I'm not John Force. And they were like, you're being humble. (laughs) you crazy all right well we're gonna wrap this up gabe what would you what advice would you give to like any like younger people that are looking to play summer league baseball you know whether it's like x's and o's stuff or just attitude stuff what would you say for somebody that wanted to play any kind of summer ball um i think just kind of make the most out of it i mean i've only ever played summer baseball for the pickles but i mean I'm, I think I've grown a lot, not only on, on the field, but off the field as well. Not, I've become, I think I've become a lot better baseball player, but also I've tried to become a better person at the same time. And I think that pickles has, uh, has kind of helped me with, with that. And, um, yeah, just kind of just enjoy it. Remember everything that's kind of going on. Um, you're going to remember like these summers for the rest. I'm going to remember these summers for the rest of my life and some of the funnest summers that I'll ever have. And uh, yeah, so I just kind of enjoy it, embrace the moment, and just try to make the most out of it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. All right, so I appreciate your time, buddy. Thanks for coming on again. You're the uh, first player to have two two uh, Inside the Jar segments. You, you and uh, Mags are the only two that have ever <laughs> been re- repeat customers on uh, Brian time, so... Awesome. Um, no, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Don't be a stranger. I hope to see you around. I don't know what, what your plans are, but if you, uh, 
I don't know if you're going to be first base coach or what it like. I don't, I don't, I don't plan on not seeing you. Let's just put it that yeah, way. I'll, I'll be around next summer for sure. I don't know in what capacity, whether I'll be on the field or just up in the stands, but we'll see. Gabe, uh, what are the talks of you getting a uh, Portland pickles tattoo? Are they on the table? I don't know. That's a tough <laughs> sell. As much Maybe as on your face. Pickles. Yeah. Forehead. Perfect. <laughs> Do you know how many people did though? Like there's a girl in my office who I, I literally have, I saw it one game. Her name's Alyssa one game. And she was just like in the office the other day. She's like, hey, I got that pickle tattoo on my leg. I was just like, what? Yeah, what are you doing? I would have never guessed anybody would have actually gotten a Portland pickle tattoo. So impulsive. <laughs> I know. Hey folks, this week's brine time is brought to you by Kraken Strength. Never heard of them? Well, Kraken Strength is the premier strength and conditioning facility in the Portland area. They offer group fitness classes, advanced competitive and sports specific training. At Kraken Strength, you'll find a community of fitness, knowledgeable staff, and the support you need to successfully meet your goals, no matter what level of fitness you're starting out at. They're located in Tigard, Oregon, and you can check them out at krakenstrength.com. Be sure to tell them the Brian Time Boys sent you. House Wine is a proud partner of Brian Time, lovingly produced in Walla Walla, Washington, by winemaker Hal Landvoit. For every case sold of their Rainbow Edition Sparkling Rosé, $2 is donated to the Human Rights Campaign. Thank you to House Wine for your support of Brine Time. Fear and Loathing in Tacoma is the newest podcast from comedian Jeremiah Coughlin, where he interviews rock stars, comedians, and generally interesting people about their psychedelic experiences. New episodes every Friday. Check it out on Podcast Republic iTunes, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes terrifying, always interesting. This is Fear and Loathing in All right, time now for Pickle of the Week. Pickle of the Week is going to Gabe Scoro, Mr. Portland Pickle himself. Mr. Pickle, as his friends call him. The heir to the um, carpet throne. Yeah. Pickle of the week. Very prestigious. Gabe Scoro has been with the Portland Pickles for a record. Four seasons. They, uh, you know, like they gave him his jersey and a plaque at the end of, you know, like had, had oh, Bernice wow. and Carl come out. We love the kid. I mean, he's just genuinely, I mean, you, you talk to him. He's like, he's a genuine nice guy. Nice. He's a good kid. He's like a real good person. It makes yeah. it hard. It makes it hard when someone's that like genuine and sincere. Yeah, he's a nice guy, good looking young man. I was reading his stats. He'd be beefed up a little bit. Was 170 when he was a freshman. Now he's weighing in at 185. He's getting jacked. He's, he's loving yeah. life. What more could you want? Mm-hmm. Do you think by at this point he uh can there only be one Mr. Pickle, or would you like to would you like yourself to be Mr. Pickle? Oh, I'm not. I'm just a fan. I can't be. There's no. I mean, you're. I mean, come on. You do a lot. Probably the biggest fan, but I don't know. I don't know much about the pickles, but I do know that uh, a minor league. There's nobody weirder than minor league boosters. You know. Yeah. Like host family type people. They're weird folks. Yeah. There's a lot of weird folks hanging around minor league ball. 
Mm-hmm. Nice, but there's a lot of nice folks too. There's a lot of nice super fans. There's some other people out there. You don't want to get trapped with both of them. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I, you know, I've always thought that, especially, you know, you said you've been around AHL and that kind of stuff, you know, WHL over up here, uh, just the, um, the level of, uh, it's like the lack of irony, I guess. Absolutely. When, no, when I these, understand a hundred percent what you're when saying. When these like old women have like the player's picture button on yeah, their yeah, jersey, yeah. you know, and, and it's like, like, you know, good for them. It gets, gives them something to do. Mm, it's just Steve, uh, Steve Shurstanka. Mm, some, what some a babe. Weird, you some know, weird folks like, out there. Minor league yeah. baseball in general is a weird game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and you know, summer wood bat is not any different. All right. Pickle of the week, Gabe Scoro, and then Bruce went and got some Vlasic pickles. Some Vlasic kosher dill holes. There you go. Dill holes. You know, I didn't. I didn't. uh, I don't know why I didn't think about the fact that we would be eating these pickles. What did you think they were for? I don't know. You know, I really didn't think I was so busy today that I was just, it didn't even cross my mind, but I'll do it because I. I, you know, I'm a real team player. I didn't get out to a game this season, and I feel like I owe the fan base one. You don't, you haven't listened to the pod enough to know that. That you eat one. I'm sorry. When we do pickle of the week, what we do is we assign a pickle, a player, and then we eat something pickled, and then we rate it. Oh, know. if you would have said something pickled, I would have got something. I would have got like a pickled pig's foot or something like that. We could have done that. We did asparagus last week. It was actually Ooh. delightful. No, just doing a pickle. A jalapeno pickled asparagus. Oh, geez. That sounds gonna, delightful. Well, I mean, I thought you knew. I mean, I wish I did. All right. These don't well, expire. Oh, that's 23. I almost it's I almost thought these didn't expire until 2028. And I was like, I don't even know if I want to eat them. Oh, yeah. Get that, right, get that sound. I'm going to shake it up a little bit. All right, is that what you want to do? A little pickle ASMR. All right. I'll <laughs> get the sound. Oh, I wish my girlfriend was here. She's the strong one. Oh, no. I spilled pickle you juice did, on myself. You did. What a moron. Oh, that's the worst thing you can spill. <laughs> Why did I shake it up? No. Now I have to change clothes. It's not carbonated. I know, but I think if I didn't shake it up, it would have. Oh, dear, Bruce. You've done it again. Oh, God. All right. Oh, dear. I really don't like pickles. I got to tell you this. I used to work at a Chick-fil-A when I was 16, and I would have to deal with a lot of pickles. You've had a lot of jobs in your life. I really have. I've been fired from every one. Uh, oh, there you go. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's not good. I'm going to eat it, but I don't like it. This is great. It's good We've content. have never had anybody that hated pickles. Oh, it's not good. I didn't know. I, I feel like I'm on whatever the opposite of the show Hot Ones is. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is your fear factor. It really is. This oh. could be Joe Rogan telling you. Oh, my God. Eat those tarantula eggs. I can't do it. <laughs> I got as far as I could. I got to the point of swallowing, and I had to, had to back out. Oh. Hmm. Heard that before. <laughs> oh man, you know I can. You know what's crazy? I can do a pickle. I can do a pickle on a burger, maybe a sandwich. I like relish. Relish is good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just something about the plain. We've never just eaten relish. That would I would have done that. 
If you oh, just had a man. jar of relish. Yeah. And now it has that gum feel, you know, whenever you chew gum and like you breathe in, breathe out and it's cold, but now it's pickle. Ooh, it's a whole lot, of, a whole lot of stuff going on over here, Mister Mister Coughlin. I'll tell you that much right now. That's great, God. I didn't, I've never even considered the fact that we could have somebody on that really hated pickles. <laughs> I really, I can't believe I just didn't even. It didn't. This even, makes it so much better. <laughs> the idea of eating the pickles did not cross my mind one time today. I was just like, yeah, we get the pickle. I thought, I thought it would be like a set piece. I thought I would just have the pickles next to me the whole time, and it'd be like, "Oh, we're the we're we're we got the pickle." But no, I do feel bad no. for spitting that out. I really tried. I just want everyone out there to know that I tried my damnedest. Even uh, Dick's Drive-In in Seattle; those are just chopped pickles on the burger. I could do that all day. There's just something about the solo pickle that really gets me in a bad way. Love me a bag of Dicks; those are good. Oh dear! Man, all right, that is really something. You f- well, I, I don't know I, that I've worked at multiple delis and people just get the pickle and they chomp right into it. I don't know that we really need to go into the rating system. I think we know <laughs> yours is like a, like a <laughs> I'm gonna, pegged in the head. You know, I'm this gonna, is like a bean ball. I'll give it a I'll give it a two. I no, I know no, you got to give it no, you got to give it a baseball. So, I mean, it's like the best would be a home run or a grand slam. Oh, yeah. Um. This is the umpire. This it. is the umpire dying. <laughs> Imagine that the umpire gets hit in the throat with the ball so hard that he dies. <laughs> <laughs> or that time that Mike Piazza got hit in the head and started bleeding from the head. Maybe one of those. Or like a, a fan falling from the upper deck and dying. That's Just, like one of my biggest fears. Not that I will, but that someone else will. I've dropped a soda on accident before, but it, it, um, l- luckily it hit between the two sections in this in the stairs. My cousin, my cousin's daughter, we were in Philly. We were at a, a Phillies game, and we had these just Dasani water bottles, and they were empty. And she just chucked one over. We were on the upper deck, and she just chucked one, and I was like, "Okay." Doesn't then, it freak you out when you're on the upper deck? How steep it is up there. But then she did it again. And like I looked down, and they were like, "Hey, what are you doing?" It was like, Philly, you know, like just dirty. <laughs> hey, Philly what are you people. freaking doing up there, dude? No, that's Baltimore. I don't know. I can't do Philly. Was that Baltimore? No, I think okay. it was something. That was a real so, life changing experience on that pickle there. All right, that's pickle of the week. Congratulations to Gabe Scoro. All joking aside, he's a good kid. He's and a good I guy. like him a lot. I'm just going through pickle. Delusion, or what? I'm like hallucinating from eating that pickle right now. All right, so final segment tonight. We're going to try something new. Let's do it. So we've been kind of going through the same. We've got Ghosts of Baseball Pass. We've got Mitflix. We've got Inside Inside Baseball. But I was actually looking. I clicked on the tab for the West Coast League attendance. Mm-hmm. And the Pickles are number one in attendance. They oh, average really? 1,833 patrons per game, which sounds about really? right. That's a lot. Which is, that's pretty good. That's great. The lowest is Wenatchee with 400. 
Even that's good. I worked for a it's minor not. league team that nobody came. Like you, four hundred was a good night. Really? Yeah, they don't exist anymore. If you could imagine. Yeah, shocker. So what I wanted to do our new segment is our new segment. It's called Travel Ball, and uh, I just was I wanted to know. It sounds like you've been to a lot of places. You've been to a lot of games. Give me your give me your best and worst of best what's out worst. there. Baseball worst stadium stadiums. experiences. Doesn't have to be minor league pros, whatever. You, anything. If I'm going to say baseball stadium experiences, just because of how many good times I've had at Dodger Stadium and how much I love the team, I'm going to say that one off of the top. But because it's just you big Doyers, you big oh, Doyers yeah. guy, just an unbelievable place to catch a game. Beautiful stadium, unbelievable. I've been. But I've you been. know what? My favorite baseball stadium is. Oh no, is oh, okay. Oh no, I've been oh, to a lot of stadiums. You know what my favorite one is? Is the uh, Chase Field in Arizona, the Diamondbacks? Oh, I've been there. I it's great. Love it. But I, so I've done a tour of Chase Field twice when I was there, or once when I was there doing shows and once when I was there doing a kid. So I've been all up and down the stadium and I've like, from a person who works there and knows a lot about it. And even though it was built in 1998, I believe, it's a very futuristic stadium. So Every seat, I don't know if you noticed this, where behind home plate is not or in the outfield isn't as much, but every seat up and down first and third base line and probably left and right field is pointed, is kind of crooked a little bit. So every seat there is facing home plate. Mm. And then just there's so many little things like that. They're left field. I, I also love a uh, a retractable roof. I'm a big retractable roof guy. And the... Under there's so a left field is their dog section, their Petco dog section, and then underneath that is a dog park inside of the stadium. They got a restaurant in there. I can't remember what it's called. Good restaurant up on the uh, left field upper deck, big glass that uh, faces like the field. I've gone there during the day during batting practice. Went out and got a few balls right there, you know, and uh, just great. The uh, their whole thing. You know what's kind of crazy is the tour is very North Korea ish. Where in a point, in a way that they keep like saying all the good things that they do, it almost makes you feel like it's built on some kind of burial ground or something. And there's something weird going on. The way they talk very positive about like, well, there was a lady that got shot in the head over at the stadium. Well, no, over it, Kathy, the 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 politician. Yeah, yeah, that that was about the Diamondback Stadium being built. Like that's what that guy was upset about. Oh my goodness, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, jeez, I gotta look into that. Um, Yeah. And uh, worst state. What do you? What is your favorite stadium? Hold on, let me. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna give you my side of Chase Field. Okay. So I saw one game there. Actually, that's the only place I've ever seen a fan get brained by a foul ball. Oh, really? Yeah, a guy like literally had to almost get airlifted out of there. His head was like exploding with blood. Uh, That was pretty cool. And (laughs) uh, the uh, the uh, seats that face home plate is great except that um during spring training time we went and saw billy joel there oh and so my neck hurts because yeah. he played in the a concert there yeah yeah we went and saw billy joel with the roof open uh in a nice you know a february evening in phoenix oh, that's nice it was actually really great that was a good show i and like phoenix yeah i like billy joel so i love billy joel uh, I don't know. I almost, if I like almost, almost got into a fight with a guy on a uh, New Orleans streetcar who was talking bad about Billy Joel. Oh yeah, you should have. You should have roughed that so guy. He was, he was calling him some words that I won't repeat, and uh, I disagreed. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just about that. He was also he was also saying some other stuff, and mm-hmm. I uh, I had a, was pretty hungover, and he was annoying me at that point, and so I 
I told him he needed to get off the train. <laughs> and then, uh, my girlfriend was also like, you need to get off the train. And he would, to her was like, you think you could take me? And I was just like rubbing my head cause I was hung over. And I was like, dude, I can just go. <laughs> and, then, and then he got off the train. Never what he was very happy. I was a hero of that streetcar. Um, yeah, that's a big win. All what, right. What is your favorite? Oh, we're not saying Walker Stadium because, like, I feel like, or and you know what, you can't even say Safeco either because or uh, T-Mobile Park because th- that's too Homerish of you. Oh, that's fine. Actually, I mean, I will say my favorite place to watch a baseball game is T-Mobile Park. Mm-hmm. Um, but this my favorite stadium I've ever been to, like my favorite stadium experience, probably Fenway. That makes sense. Uh, Fenway was great. Um, Camden Yards was also amazing, but I love Fenway Camden Yards, cool. dude. I've never been to Camden Yards, but I think that might be like I think that's like the coolest stadium. It is very cool. Fenway was cool because I've done the tour there a couple times, and you know, been up on the Green Monster, been down on the field, met uh, um, Felix Hernandez, just like Sweet. walking, you know, across the field, which was super cool. Yeah, I'll say. I'll say right now, Fenway. Um, I love a stadium like uh, like Camden Yards does with that that big building in the background right there. And uh, Petco Park, actually, San Diego kind of did something a little bit similar where that left field is like an old building that they kind of like built the park around. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That thing is sweet. Yeah. The, yeah, there's some weird ones. I don't know if you've ever been to... Anyway, well, yeah, let's not... I mean, I've been to a lot of ballparks. We could do this for a while. What's, what's but- your worst... Wenatchee, the Port Angeles lefties. Yeah. Uh, they, they play in like the fairgrounds where it's like literally a football stadium that they just play in the corner of kind of thing, you know, Bums. um, worst I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of some of the minor league, been to a lot of minor league parks. Um, Probably best, actually, as far as minor league parks would be uh, where the it's called the Tri-City Valley Cats that play in upstate New York. It's basically mm-hmm. like in Albany. Um, that, was a, that was a really cool place. I liked going to the Staten Island Yankees. Uh, that's amazing. If you want to like see a backdrop, yeah, it's the Manhattan skyline across the water is – there's some like great minor league They're parks. outfield. So like that's, obviously there's great mi- major league parks that are pretty like Pittsburgh and stuff like that. But I'm going to Pittsburgh. So that's the other that's reason great why we're park. doing this is uh I turned forty in one month from yesterday. I thought you I thought oh, one month. I thought you were gonna say in three hours. No. <laughs> On September fifteenth. So we're we're flying to Buffalo, we're going to Niagara Falls, then we're going to a Rochester Red Wings game against the Buffalo Bison and Sweet. then um, cause we can take the train from Buffalo to Rochester and then we're going to Pittsburgh. You're going to go to PNC park. Really good seats. Sweet. That is such a cool state. I haven't been there, but that's a beautiful state. The reds, the reds and the pirates. And then we're going to go to Allentown, Pennsylvania to the Lehigh Valley iron pigs. I didn't know the Lehigh Valley, Lehigh Valley iron pigs. I thought you were going to say you're going to go to the little league world series. That's actually that was on our list. We were going to try like to do that World and this year. We were going to try to do that this year, and then you know everything's been kind of jumbled yeah. up. But I yeah, love the Little League College World, World, World Series, Series, Little League World Series, all that stuff's on the list. 
Go with your worst, though. Let's hear your worst. This the worst, the uh, which is probably history. my favorite. My over besides Dodger Stadium, my favorite ballpark in the world, Sam Lynn Ballpark, uh, the home of the Bakersfield Blaze, is truly the worst baseball field. Uh, in was it's not really it's now it's an independent ball team that plays there, but absolutely the worst uh, stadium. I mean, you can look up pictures of it. Just old. I mean, it was built in 1941. I have the wiki up here so I can get some more like stuff off it. But to the, I mean, if you pull up a picture of it, you'll see they have a huge batter's eye. The ga- the, the stadium, the biggest issue is built the wrong way. Mm. So it's built into the sun to the point where sometimes games wouldn't get started till like 830 because mm-hmm. the sun would just be beating down in your eyes. It's just a, it's a dump. But it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, but it's my dump, you know, like I love it because it's bad. And it's mine. Like it's, I grew up going there and like all that stuff. It's uh, so it's a 15 foot wall. So it's 320. I haven't had it right here up here in a second. It's 350. No, sorry. 328 in left and right. And it is 354 feet in center field. It's not and that far. Not at all, but it's a 15 foot wall. So I've talked to a lot of players about it and they're like, it's just so weird and it plays so weird. And it's just like, mm. it's, like, cause there's not that many, there's a good amount of home runs, but it's like, there's not like there's that many more home runs in a normal game because the fence is so tall. And it's just like, everybody hated playing there. They, it was just awful, but it was same, at the same time. It's like, yeah, but it's, it's my thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have seen some, I mean, I saw so many games there, especially whenever I was working. So it's like what the batter's eyes, like, uh, I just had it right here. It's like a hundred and. Let me let me get it right here. I just had it a second ago. It's fifty feet tall and one hundred and twenty-five feet wide. It's massive, and I've seen three people hit it over the batter's eye, and I've seen two people hit five hundred foot home runs there. Wow! Like maybe I think one of them was like probably close to five twenty. It's like legend that Josh Hamilton hit a five hundred and fifty foot home run there over the uh, the river in right field. He cleared the river apparently, but that's all. Uh, that's all hearsay, but okay. it's literally like because the sun sets into the thing. They're the only professional baseball team that has games that start at 8 p.m. A hideous, hideous place. Sounds terrible. Yeah, but it, it's 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 the best though. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 bad, but I love it because it's mine. I understand. Yeah, I'm trying to think of I don't know my worst ballpark. Like I've had bad experiences at ballparks, like yeah. that one in Philly with my my cousin's kid throwing the water bottles at people. That was pretty bad. And then actually the um, the concession stand guy basically tried to fight me, which was kind of a weird thing. He was like an old guy. It's a, uh, it's a very I, Philadelphia was, experience. It was very Philadelphia. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like that's kind of like, what you want. Like it's kind of with me in New Orleans, where that guy was causing trouble on the streetcar, and I yeah, I told him to get the hell off. Um. I don't know, man. I've never, I've never really thought of like. I think maybe probably the worst. Yeah, the Vegas Fifty Ones, which is now the Vegas Aviators, and they have a new ballpark. They have a new, like, brand new. Their old stadium was. It felt like. I don't know if you've ever been like spring training, mm-hmm. or you know, like rookie ball that happens in Arizona and Nevada. Yeah. It, it was very much like one of those. Rookie ball is it. That's basically high school stadium level. Right. So it's like it was very cookie cutter, you know, just like brown seats. It was 105, you know, I mean, it was yeah. Vegas in August. And it was, you know, just it was like dollar beer night and there's uh, an yeah. Air Force base close to there. Uh, yeah. So there was just a bunch of drunk 
jerks being jerks. Um, yeah, I would probably say that one. I mean, I loved the branding. I thought the Vegas 51s was really cool. I mean, they had like, alien like an thing. alien head yeah. with, uh, you know, threads growing out of his skull. But yeah, I can't really think of. I like the hops uh, stadium. I like Ron Tonkin Field. My issue is yeah. that it's AstroTurf. I hate AstroTurf. Yeah, it's kind of boring. Yeah, it's there's just, some boring the ones. Giza Stadium in uh, Tri Cities is kind of an interesting one. Where uh, similar to that, they were they were also I don't know if it's built the wrong direction or not, or it's just awfully hot there. And they built like basically a giant sunshade mm-hmm. along the first baseline, <laughs> and it looks like it's like it looks yeah, like a giant ta- like tacky as hell Venetian blind kind of thing. But yeah. You know, See, dude, there's that's what's so much different about like I mean I can like same thing could talk about baseball forever, but it's like that's what is something that makes baseball so cool is the stadium can kind of where football and every other sport pretty much there's kind of dimensions that are set for everything. Where with yeah. baseball, everybody can kind of do their own thing. I mean, even with like how Houston up until a few years ago had a hill in their center field, mm-hmm. just because they were like, yeah, let's do that. And it's just there's so much you can do to make it different and fun and whatever. Well, so this is uh, Travel Ball, our final segment of the night. We're going to wrap it up. I love it. It's good stuff. You got a, you got a smooth voice. And you hate oh, thanks, dude. That's what I love. I really, I really do. And now I have to just stare at this jar for the rest of eternity. I love it. Until they go bad in 2023. Well, come on out to a Wild Wild West League game. We don't have a lot left, I think. Are you doing those games too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then I'll come out to one. So they do a – well, I was talking to the general audience of the podcast, but – I know should, that, but you know. You should also. I will. So they do – we we have the Wheel of Fun where we – because the, the games are basically exhibition games. So in the first, fourth, and eighth inning, we spin the wheel and we assign a rule for the inning. And oh sweet! What kind of like, rules? You know, like uh, if someone hits a home run, it counts as two runs. If someone steals a base, counts as two bases. Uh, every batter starts with a two-one count. Um, if a fan catches a foul ball, it, it counts as an out. What do Just the players that kind think of, of this? Right? Uh, they hate it. They really yeah. are not. They really are not on board. You got fans Their out parents, there giving, or especially the love it, or no, they hate it. Oh, they these kids are here to play ball. Um, are people out there giving at the pickles games or people out there giving the the players the business? Oh yeah. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm the leader of that. So yeah, yeah, for (laughs) sure. But yeah, we've got wild, wild Wesley games this Thursday and this Friday coming up. This episode's coming out on Wednesday. Sweet. And then they're going to do the playoffs on the 27th, 28th and 29th. And then, yeah, the 29th of August, uh, will be the, the finals. Of who who wins the Wild Wild West League, and then uh, the season at Walker Stadium will be over until next season. So, bummer. I'm winding bummed, down. I'm bummed I didn't get out to a Pickles game. I really should have. You should have regrets. I come on feel. out to uh, come to a Wild Wild West League game though. It's fun. WWW. Come, come Thursday. Triple W. Or Friday. Thursday or Friday. <clears throat> and, sure, we're gonna have um, any game shows. This is Brian time. Thank you, Bruce Gray. Thank you guys very much. For appreciate you bringing me on. Sorry guess, about the end of the season. Listen to Fat Jocks. Yeah, listen to Fat Jocks. That'll be fun. I'll check it out. 
And uh, yeah, thanks again to Marimba Mike for the intro music, Dusty Fox for our outro. Shout out to the sponsors, Kraken Strength and House Wine. Follow us, uh, Brintime underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter, and check out the uh, Brintime503 at gmail.com if you got pickle ideas. If you want to hear, you know, stories about ballparks, ghosts of baseball past, inside inside baseball things you want us to talk about, uh, go ahead and throw those up in the in the uh, email address. And yeah, we'll see you again next week. We're probably two more episodes before this is all done and gone for the year. So go pickles. Ooh, baby, that hard to change. This is my job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, light the spark out at Lens Park. Cracking wooden bats, slapping, illuminate the dark. Popcorn, sunflower seeds, PDX and North Precious in the West Coast League. Yeah, Portland, never known to be fickle. Deep in Southeast, that's the home of the pickles. Brine time, home of the pickles. Brine time, brine time, that's the home of the pickles.